week here on the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Jigsaw-Cazzillo, joined always by John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon. And we are fresh off the MLB trade deadline. Uh, I hope all you Philly fans out there were not expecting uh, a Zach Greinke-type move, who did get traded. Uh, by the way, who do you go to, John? Do you go to the Reds? Houston Astros. Houston man. Astros. Wow, yeah. man. And, and we're going to talk about Houston just like hand slamming the door. Hand it to him now, right? We, we, so you're going to go up. Here you go. Verlander, Granke, Cole, and who's their fourth guy out there? Do you know? I'm not sure. We got to look at their rotation, but yeah, I think they're road. I, I think if you go. They if just you, got uh, if Aaron go, Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez. I don't know. Them, no, they did, get Aaron, they did get Sanchez. Stroman went to the yeah. Mets. Right, right, right. But they have, But Aaron Sanchez is now their five. We're missing whoever their four is. Check that out for me if you yeah, can. I'll be there in one second. But if you missed it, the Phillies went on a spending spree at Foreman <laughs> Mills. <laughs> and, right, that was awesome. Yeah. Right, and they did. They went on the clearance rack, and they got the best they could get in Dan Straley, right, <laughs> who comes from Baltimore, eight-year veteran. Straley's really not that bad of a pitcher, but Jason Vargas, who instantly has the number two ERA now on the team, okay, which is really sad. See how bad we really were, right? Uh, Blake Parker, who's a journeyman guy, Pitch for the Minnesota Twins this year. Actually had 10 saves this year for the Twins. So, I mean, he can close. And the the very talented, honestly, pure hitter, 293 lifetime uh, average. He's got a, a, point nine, nine, uh, a 93% on-base percentage. And he played from John's Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Mr. Corey Dickerson, who just has shown over the years he just can't stay healthy. Uh, he's a very good player. Uh, you know, they got him basically for a rental. He won't be here next year. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and, and I'm sure people are probably going to be surprised at this, but I get it. I like the moves. And I know people aren't – they're not sexy, right? I get it. Everybody wanted Alex Colomay. Everybody wanted Zach Granke. Everybody wanted Mad Bomb. Here's the problem. The Phillies really don't have any prospects, right? They have two guys in Alex Bohm. And Spencer Howard, who they labeled as untouchable, uh, Medina is not the guy I think they thought he was. Okay, they, you know, Mickey Moniak, who knows what the hell he's going to be. So you really don't have any chips left. Here's my thing: I agree with Clintac, right? I agree. How many superstars do you have to put on this team? The problem isn't we don't have enough stars. The problem is we don't have enough stars who can produce, and that's the issue. I mean, these guys have to play up to expectations. Their pitching is a, a train wreck. I get it, right? But Aaron Nola is not having an Aaron Nola year, okay? So you're not like this rotation isn't like, oh, my God. you know. They, no, they can't just flip a switch. Uh, Arietta's hurt. Okay, he's doing the best he can. Whether you like him or not, he is who he is. The bullpen absolutely stinks, right? Robertson, he's out for the year, year, right? How long was he going to wait to get Tommy John surgery? Uh, Come on, dude. I mean, now now you basically paid him for nothing, right? Nishak, he's done. I mean, it was like $30 million in relievers that absolutely amount to nothing. Tommy Hunter's another guy. So, I mean, they, they basically rebuilt their bullpen in my opinion, with these trades. And they added a couple crafty veterans, man. I mean, and you never know. Listen, uh, Drew Smiley, would I rather have him or Zach Eflin? I'd probably rather have Smiley right now the way Eflin's been pitching. Would I rather have, you know, Dan Straley or Jason Vargas over Nick Pavetta? Yeah, I probably would. So 
They're actually instant upgrades that cost the Phillies nothing. And I think that's the point. Cost them nothing, and they still have every opportunity to win the wild card race. So I, I don't actually I, I actually don't disagree with these moves. What about you guys? Well, the number one thing that I noticed was they didn't give up any prospects. All right. For I mean right. for the most part. And they really don't have any either. Well, so. Yeah, but, but regardless. So okay, you're getting a couple middling guys, but you guys all know when once you get to the postseason, look, you're playing so many matchups, righties oh, versus absolutely. lefties, depth. I mean Dickerson was a great signing just simply because Jay Bruce is on the shelf. Right. Because Andrew McCutcheon is on the shelf. But what's the the key about Dickerson? Like, you know, at least Dickerson can play defense. Hey, he had a gold glove the other year. I mean, look, he's he's not, like you said, he's not a superstar. No. He's going to go out. He's going to ball every day. He's not, he'll win you a game or two. He'll play good defense. I mean, he's he's an above average player. You know what I mean? Yes. He's that he's that hard nosed guy that goes out, he gives it his all he's only every 30. time. Yeah, he's he's, he's not, not an that, old dude. He's not that old. But I, I mean, mean glorified I years in Colorado, obviously, but well, I don't see I mean, look, this guy's not all of a sudden gonna turn into a perennial all star. He was no. an all star. That may have been his career year, but I'll tell you what, for what the Phillies need him to do. I mean, this is a heck of an acquisition for peanuts. You know why you know? I think it, it, it's a brilliant move? It's because Scott Kingery now can go play second base, and we can bench that stiff Cesar Hernandez, okay? So now you have a, a you have a legitimate center fielder, okay, in Corey Dickerson, who can at least play, say he plays half the games out there and starts. That's still better to have Kingery in his natural position. So now you're able to do that. It gives you more play. Now Jay Bruce, okay, you have Jay Bruce in left field. Okay, you have Corey Dickerson in right field. Okay, you put Adam Hazley back on the bench. It gives you a nice bat to come off the bench. But you kind of work that threesome out there hand in hand. It gives you a lot of options. It gives Gabe options, and I think that's uh, yeah, important. At least to get Kingery in the infield. Yeah, I just I wish they would have I don't, know where, Di- I don't know where Dickerson's going to slot in the outfield. I but, think he'll play uh, center. You don't like him in center? I think he could play center. Hey, he's a baseball player. Yeah, you know how those guys are. Pittsburgh Pirate. <laughs> yeah, that's just what you want at the trade deadline. An ex-Pittsburgh hey, Pirate. Hey, you know what I mean? You got McCutcheon. So, you know, why not get uh, Corey Dickerson? Yeah, no, think, I, I, I like the acquisition. I do. You, are, you, are you down with it? You're a little disappointed over there. Uh, I mean. I know you wanted the big piece. No, I wanted the two guys that were already <laughs> you want the, the table. big piece. I wanted uh, Dallas Keuchel and uh, yeah. Kimbrell. So, I mean. They, they, the the organization told you about a week ago. They compared our team to the O eight team, which is crazy, and and the O seven team, right? So the O seven team, the moves that they made, they brought in nobody. Did they brought in they brought in the same people that they just brought in now. Blanton was Blanton an O seven guy. Yeah, the O seven was when they fell a little bit short, right? Yeah, they 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 lost to Colorado. Yeah, right. So. 08, they brought in Blanton. Jamie Moyer? Jamie Moyer was it was 08, but during the- Moye. It's pronounced Moye. Moye. Jeff Jenkins, was he a uh, – or he, he was already on. He wasn't okay. traded for. Okay. But my point is that, that they, they told you that we weren't going we to bring in any stellar top-notch right. prospects. So this is what they did. They, they brought in low-level 
but suitable. These guys are going to – the left-handed pitchers in our staff, I mean, that's a, that's an upgrade alone because we're dominant right-handed. So – Drew Smiley came in two solid starts already. We didn't have to see Nick Pavetta. Thank the exactly. Lord for that. that so that's and, and Vargas, Vargas, the, his team stinks. Another left-handed right? pitcher. So he's probably going to play a little more confidence. And Straley, his team stinks in Baltimore. So he's going to play with a little more confidence. Okay, so Corey Dickerson's team stinks in Pittsburgh. So so they took guys who were on bum-ass squads and they figured maybe if they're in a pennant race, or I should say a wild-card race now, Maybe it'll play off the little more capability. I, I, I listen. I think it's a brilliant move. And I'm not a Clintac guy or a McPhail guy, but I think they did the best they could with what they had. And hey, I think that's that's basically I, it at the end of the day. I don't like giving them credit at this point, <laughs> but I I will say that I understand the move. Is that fair? Yes. So, um, yeah. And, and as far as our prospects, I, I don't ever want to hear us say that. Um, I, I don't want to give away our prospects because the Phillies organization over the hundred and some years that they've been in existence, brutal. Their, their prospects, their ability to pick prospects is awful. So whatever you have in the farm system, trade them for whatever we can get. I want to know, I want to have a, a known commodity because have you, have we're you, just not good at it. Have right you seen now. any footage of Sixto Sanchez? I have not. Don't. Don't. <laughs> okay, Why? He looks good. good. Yeah, don't. You no. know what? I don't care what he looks like now. I I would I would say there's an eighty percent chance Sixto turns into nothing at the major no, league. You're level. right. You know, no, he looks like what? he looks it, like Johnny Cueto. Like like he does. Like you look like actually somebody said he looked like Oil Can Boy th- a little bit. Think about yeah. how many players at his stature have actually John, you're a hundred percent correct. I I'm get sorry, it. That, that and would, I would still make that, that trade. That would every that, day to week. I, I get it. Getting rid of six, I do. Though, I think you hit him at his peak of his trade, you know, capacity or whatever. Best move you guys made was getting rid of him. I mean, I, I, I just tired of hearing about these guys. I mean, I kept hearing this guy Ranger Suarez was great in AAA. I mean, sounds like an extra MacGyver. This guy, this guy's not even good. Right? And you know what's funny? I turn on our relievers. So I, I can't remember the reliever they traded them for. But if you remember, we swapped relievers in the offseason with the Angels. We traded Luis Garcia out there to to Anaheim or California, L.A., whatever the hell they are now. And we got back. I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, I, I wrote a left-hander. Well, I put on Sports Center today, and the first highlight they show is Garcia get rocked, and I'm like, yeah, looks like things ain't changed at all. You know yep. what I mean? It's just it's crazy. But on the other hand, some teams made some brilliant moves today. Uh, you know, we talked about Zach Greinke. Uh, you know, going to Houston. I mean that 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 pitching staff out there is going to be unhittable. Yeah, I got the, I got the pitching staff. Yeah, who who was here. I missing? Well, I was missing quite a few too. Um, <laughs> quite a few. Yeah, quite a few. So you're you're going a one two punch. Yeah. Well, they got Verlander, Cole, Wade, Miley, and Peacock. That's that was Peacock's what I forget. Peacock's Miley. on the injured list, right? But then they go and add two more, and when one of them's Grinky, that's loading up for the postseason. Yes, you need a big three. Yes, big three for the postseason. It's crazy. If you don't have a big three, you're not going very it's, far. It's nuts. And then the Braves, they do the, the opposite. The Braves get. For the top two of the top arms out there for the bullpen, and add two more on top of that. I mean, they go out and get, they get Shane Green from Detroit, who is probably one of the most coveted bullpen arms out there. Okay, there. I I think 
They I was looking at their team ERA for the bullpen for the Braves, and with these guys they added, they have one guy who's kind of I think it's AJ Minter. He's kind of like off the charts at like a seven. Every single guy's at three and under, man. I mean, well, that's that that's that's a, a, a an unbelievable bullpen. Well, there you go. That's going to be two one games against the Dodgers to go. Yeah, play play the Astros in in the World Series. But you know what's scary about the Braves? I, I'm going to tell you what they're young, dude. They're young. They're years of this. Yeah. Year. And the Phillies weren't expecting that. The Braves will do nothing unless they get a pitching staff. And look, they, no, they beefed up the the rotation or the uh, bullpen. Reliever, relievers, yeah. But I'm telling you, you get into the playoffs and you're wrong with Keuchel is not an ace. No. Tehran gets blown up. Soroka, I think, was sent on to the minors at some point. Yeah, but he's only 22, Soroka. Man. I understand, you know? but so so what are you going to do? You're going to put you're going to put your horse on a bunch of young guys that still haven't performed. I'm just saying, if you're trying to make noise now, they're beefing up the bull, bullpen. They don't have starters. They're going to get them past the first round of the playoffs. No, you're that's, right. That's just my opinion. No, Look, no, okay, I, I go ahead. Win the NL East, and you're going nowhere. Like, I really believe they're going nowhere. So Keuchel you're saying, is, you're saying still the Dodgers are going to uh, be the NL? The NL has to have a rotation of at least two dominant pitchers. So who's your, your, who's your horsey coming out right now from the NL? I mean, you would have to say the Dodgers. Right, the Dodgers right. staff is just – yeah. But they I mean, have they're, they're, they have issues in the bullpen as well. They have issues in the bullpen, and yes. their closer is is he's he uh, has not been not dominant. Up. No, but you know what? When they get out to an eight run lead, it doesn't much <laughs> matter what the uh, bullpen's doing in the seventh inning. You know what I mean? Look, I, I it's the Dodgers. It's I I hate to say it, but you look at their staff and everything. Even when one of their guys goes down, they just fill it back in. Clayton yeah. Kershaw, Hunjin Ryu is pro- Hunjin. He, he, he may Hunjin. get the Sun, Cy Young this year, and That's I have crazy. him in my two big leagues. By the way, to, not That's to crazy. How do they get Pillar, him? Kent Tomato, Striplings on the IR. You say tomato, I say tomato. Kent, Kent, Kent Tomato. They just yeah. Who the hell Kent, is that? Ken's tomato. Uh, Kent's tomato. He was what? <laughs> Come on, man. We're not bringing up Sue again uh, this week, are No, we? I'm saying. Oh, uh, here I mean, we go. Truthfully, I mean, they're the only ones that really look. I, the other team would be the Nationals. I'm sorry. How crazy is that? We, we were yeah. talking about the Nationals being out of it, right? And now, again, man, I mean, it's it just I, I am so disappointed in this year. Sure, I really Scherzer's got to get healthy. He gets healthy. He needs to get healthy, yes. They're, they're, that's the dark horse. They might surpass the Braves. Yeah, do you go after – I know this is a little off topic, but you, know, you look at what we have in the Phillies. Yes. Of you know, Dave knows where I'm going. Uh, Mike A. Franco, Mike Kale, Mike Kale. Okay, Mike Kale Franco, and you pick a guy up like Anthony Rendon tomorrow, right? Today, can you do it today? Think about that. Think about that process. Rendon's a stud. He's been right. a stud for yeah. for years. So I mean, I, I I'm hearing rumblings of you know that's something that they're really kicking the tires on because they do have a crap ton. Of money to spend, again. and again, and keeping I think PG thirteen, keeping a PG thirteen. I'm trying. You know, we might not get there later by some of the topics we're going to discuss <laughs> about urinating on foods. But um, I'm just <laughs> yeah. well, we're going into R. Kelly territory. Yo, yo, oh, mackerel. That's not. Yeah, he liked the golden showers. That's not my problem, man. What an idiot. Yeah. 
Can I let, let me hold on? That's a good. I like this. What an idiot! Because I was a huge R. Kelly guy, right? No way. That oh, dude man. was always weird, though. Yeah. yeah, but no, no. I mean, I mean music. I mean, I'm talking. You know, you want? You, you, I don't see nothing. Oh, wrong. Absolutely, twelve play, man. Yeah, I mean, I know okay, every okay. album, man. Right. Well, that was the stuff back so, when we. Yeah. But is it acceptable now? Now that. Oh, there, there goes the mysterious bulbs again. Something's going on here. But, I mean, do you, what's is it, it okay to listen? What's it, you listen to the songs that bring you back to a time in your life. So, and I'll tell you what, I listen to some like, dude, there's an LL Cool J song that I listen to. Like, Around the Way know. Girl? No, no, this is, uh, <laughs> I, I forget what the song is. Mama said knock but, you out. No, but it it goes back. I'm your teacher, and you're my you're in my class, and skirts and blah blah blah, and it's just what? like and skirts and blah blah blah. Yeah, how can it be your favorite song if you don't remember? I it? didn't say it was my favorite. Did he say it was his go to song? I no, I didn't say it was my go to either. I said it's on my phone. It's one of like it brings hundreds back. of songs, and yes, it's a good song, but like you don't think about it back when it came out and now all of a sudden with everything being pc correct it's like dude how did this get play 15 years ago yeah but what i'm saying is my issue is with what he was convicted of wow like it, right which is ridiculous right so is it a violation to not listen to r kelly yeah, you're like promoting our right. Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. Like you're you're in a car and yeah. you're throwing on a little ignition. Dude, as long yeah. as the windows are up and it's, yeah. it's just you, <laughs> it's got to cool. be your own private cool. place, yeah. right? It's got to be a private oh, party, man. Saying, man. No, you you go. You're going through your head. You're like as you're listening to it. You're like, yeah, I know. You can't is, even enjoy it anymore because you're like second. Up. Yeah, you're second guessing yourself. Dude, there's sure. a lot of flickering going on in the studio. What's going on? It's because God is coming. Something. We were good at the night. Did you see all the locusts in one of the third world countries? No. Yep. Attack of the locusts. You know what that means? That's biblical stuff, dude. It's a little crazy. It is. But anyway, speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> we got listen. We we spent listen a lot of time on the Phillies. Okay, a lot know, of time on baseball, dude. Baseball talk. I mean, other other than the Phillies, are they gonna well, are they gonna do it or not? It was tra- it was trade deadline, what, right? What? So we got covered. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, this Season's was a over. Big news. But, but let's yes. talk to the real sport, dude. Tomorrow is August first. Yeah, it's crazy today. Hey, trade deadline MLB. Tomorrow's August first, which means Hall of Fame game coming up for Thursday. The, oh man, preseason football next week. Already, uh, there. I just was listening to ninety seven five. They were talking about Andy Reid's. Uh, Discussion of McNabb as a Hall of Famer. Yo, did you see a picture of McNabb? Yeah. He needs to lay off the chunky soup. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, yeah. Yeah. Like well, he, that, he, that's he, so like, many NFL up. players, but yeah. I, I don't know if it was Donovan or Wilma. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just saying. Mama. Yeah. Now, this is Mama. That is. Yeah. But now, listen, football time is 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 ripe. Tomorrow. And, I mean, I'll tell you. It and starts. And I don't remember. I see, I feel like there's like a ton of storylines this year. Like there, I don't think there was this much in the news for training camp. Did you see the thing coming out about Drew Brees? No. Oh, that 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 could be a fantasy segue for a Heat Ratio Sports fantasy episode. But uh, they've had to basically cater the offense this year because they said his arm. He's lost a lot on his arm, and there was a lot of things he couldn't do in the off season. So they've they've actually started to game, cater the game plan now to a short 
West Coast style pass game because my man Drew is not going deep anymore. It's scary, man. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that, that's something to look at. I mean, that's something that that Ericon is. I don't ever remember hearing stuff it, like it's that. It's a valid question. It's a valid question. I mean, he all of a sudden became Chad Pennington overnight. I don't think Drew Brees had a strong, the strongest arm to begin with, but I just seen him on a video throwing a 50 yard pass into a net with Zion Williamson. So we're trying to. Wow. Um, Did you? Look, yes. those quarterbacks, think back to Peyton Manning. Dude, yeah, you, you're right. When he, you're a quarterback. I forgot you get about old, that. You fall off a cliff. And he fell off hard. You yeah. fall off a cliff. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know right. if he's there or not, that. but I'll tell you, look, Drew Brees, that that was always a passing offense. Yes. And then you look at what? It was uh, in 2017. 20, what year was it that he, he just did nothing passing? It was last year. Was it last year? Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eighteen. He didn't even hit four thousand yards. Yeah, see, you know what I mean. It's. I'm not saying that's a start of things to come, but that whole offense went to the rushing game, the two headed monster. They were having hundred yards each a game, Ingram and Kamara, and he wasn't needed to do all that. If the game plan was working in the running game, he didn't need to do it. And you think about, you know, once again, fantasy stuff, Kamara. He's going to catch 80 balls for probably, what, 800 yards? I, I mean, I don't know. What's he done for multiple years? I mean, he had a ton of, ton of catches. So, look, when he's making those high percentage passes, the yards will be there. Oh, yards will yeah. be there. But I hope I don't have can to pick Kamar. Look, and I think he's smart enough. Look, he may not have the arm to zip it into holes and windows. Michael Thomas runs all of his routes within the within ten yards. He's not a burner either. He's he's a short pass guy. But I'll tell you what, if there's, if there's blown coverage, Drew Brees will find that guy. Well, speaking of Michael Thomas, he got an extension, big one, hundred million dollars. Worth it? Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah, right. I'm- I, I can't. I I would rather pay a receiver than a running back. I and agree, that, and that's what the NFL going rate is. That's what, like look 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 at the Zeke holdout. He's an idiot. Hmm. He's got zero like zero. He has zero leverage, dude. He's still got a year left, on, and he's got a year of franchise left. So why the hell would the Cowboys want to pay him? I I, I and how I, many infractions? Uh, yeah, and now you see the last one to come out with 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 the the car accident that they covered up because he would have to go through concussion protocol. Oh uh, yeah, for the playoffs. I think I did yeah, I, I see that coming out. I heard about. I mean, that's a problem. I don't man. know if it was rumor or what. But that dude is a problem. He is a problem. He's never been hurt. Zeke never been hurt. No, he's only been suspended. And <laughs> on, but that's the same thing with Lev Bell. And then you got Gordon trying to hold out, and he's only played one season of sixteen games in four years. How about Lev Bell? Did you see him? See him right to the fa- to dude. all my fantasy players. I apologize for last year. Look, I'm one of them. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, see, now I'm in a temper what I was going to say. What I was going to say is gonna. If, if you were stupid enough to draft him, you should demand your entry fee back from last year. If he really wants to apologize, take your guaranteed money and pay somebody back. That's tempered if you were stupid enough? Like, I, I shouldn't be offended by that? Well, no. I was going to temper, and then I didn't, and I said if you, you would have taken him enough, too. Speaking, no, I didn't take him. Speaking of temper. You didn't have an option to take him. Should we temper our enthusiasm over this Eagles team right now? No. I, I mean, because. You only the, live once. Well, the reason why I say that is is even when they won the Super Bowl, there's never been this kind of talk nationally about this team. 
I mean, everybody's jumping the on board. The T.O. year there was. Similar. Yeah, yeah, Very oh, similar. that was a big one. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm uh, glad you said that. Uh, yeah, the, the, you're, you're absolutely right. Oh, four. Yeah, there definitely was. There definitely was a talk, but I, I, I just can't believe that we are being ranked number one throughout. And and here's the thing: it's really hard to stay away from this excitement because everything that comes out of camp, whether it be f- through Philly beat reporters or national beat reporters, is just gold. I mean, today I'm hearing about you know Timmy Jernigan looking like his rookie sensational year like this guy's reborn i mean th- think about the defensive tackle position mm. i mean if you know malik jackson is one year removed from pro bowl status okay so fletcher cox who may very well be the best defensive tackle in history of the philadelphia eagles you know i'm just saying you know defensive tackle i know reggie white you know, we want to say defensive lineman it's going to be end. right but I'm just saying, defensive tackle. There's only one guy, and he didn't play long enough. You're going to say Jerome Brown. Brown. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, if you take the test of time, Fletcher Cox is, is going to break He's every the record. Best. Uh, he yes, is. Yes. And you have him, Malik Jackson, then when the rotation comes in, uh, we'll just throw Timmy Jernigan out there. Mm. I mean, this team is built to to definitely win. And, you know, we, we, we talked a little about about concerns last week. I know there's some – concerns that have come up this week on the cornerback position, not because of talent, because of injury. You know, it looks like Jalen Mills may may start the year on the PUP, okay? Looks like Sidney Jones, you know, they, they, you know, he has one good day, then one off day, really not sure what to expect, even though he is getting a lot of glaring and uh, glowing reports. Avante Maddox, I can't wait to see this kid play, right? Darby looks like he's not going to be ready for week one. I think that's a big deal. Uh, so, you know, you're going to go out there with Russell Douglas. Okay, you're going to roll out there with Avante. You're going to roll out there with Sidney Jones. Orlando Scandridge, which I think was a, a brilliant move. Good signing. I, I, again, a guy who's a depth guy, who's got tons of experience, veteran leadership, and cost you zero. These are the kind of guys like Zendejo, who I thought was a brilliant signing. Another guy who comes in. I mean, this is how you build a a, a Pro Bowl uh, caliber roster. This is how you uh, – I should say Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. This is how you build a Super Bowl caliber roster. This is what the New England Patriots have done for so many years, right? Yeah. And it's exciting to see the Eagles start to do the same damn thing. You didn't even talk about their safety rotation. No. And you didn't – Roddy McLeod back and, healthy, right? You didn't – Add in there uh, uh, LeBlanc. Well, Crave LeBlanc is another guy who I think doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Well, you well, have you have depth and you have competition. The, the biggest thing that I love with sports in general, whether it's youth, high school, college, pros, is the ability to build competition within your own team. I think if the best teams in the pros or at any level have competition within their own team, that's why these teams become highly successful or more successful than others. And if you have quality players being pushed by younger players or or players of the same quality, your your team is going to see success. And and that's what Howie and Doug have been able to do is, is yep. create competition within their own team. Uh, and and you talk about 
that defensive line, right? You might be able, and and this is something that I want you to look at. You you might start the games with Timmy Jernigan and Malik Jackson starting at defensive tackle, and t- and and what's his name? Fletcher. <laughs> what's his name? Fletcher Cox come in in the passing situations, the pass rush. You, this is what you've built. You've you've put this thing together to be able to rest players and put them in. What I'd like to say as a coach is their job is to put them in positions to be successful. And and that's what you've created here. What did Andy Reid used to well, say? Put them in the proper positions to make plays. Yeah. That's my, my responsibility. Well, and I'll tell you my what. My responsibility. If, if there's questions in the backfield, the defense, defensive backfield, the best way to get around it is getting pressure on a quarterback. Yep. If the quarterback doesn't have time, that you're not exposed. Well, that it's comes back to Dave's boy pre- Schwartz, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Dave. But it, it comes back to that because, it, you know, if he's not willing to blitz, you bet, and this comes back to my concern from last week on the defensive end position, if you're not able to get pressure four deep on that line, uh, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, I hope Derek Barnett's ready. I hope Josh Sweat's the real deal. I hope Brandon Graham it wants to play 30-plus and, and be high-motor guy. And I hope Vinny Curry didn't lose all his uh, talent out there in Tampa Bay because we're going to need every bit of every single one of those guys if we're going to compete. I'll tell you what, competition is good. I agree with you, Dave. And there, there's sometimes there's two different teams out there. There's competition where somebody steps up and actually proves that, look, I'm going to be that guy. There's other ones where – Everybody stinks, and you get in the hot, into the into the game, and then you fold. And then two weeks later, you put another guy in, and he folds. And then two weeks later, that first guy's back in. So, but I, I mean, competition. You there's nothing wrong with competition, whether it's rookie guys driving veterans. That is the best competition you could have, as long as you have that that difference. If you have two guys that are both fighting for just kind of their careers. That's when you go down. But, I mean, look, the Eagles are in good shape. They're going to get pressure. They're going to get pressure. They're going to get their sacks. And I don't think they're going to be too too much exposed. And they got depth in the back in the defensive they, back. They field. got depth everywhere, man. And we haven't even talked about the running back position, which oh. I think has got some major depth. Um, you know, we talked about yeah. Jordan, you talk about Jordan Howard. Okay, you talk about a guy who has comes into this team – trying to basically rebuild himself. See, that's another thing I think is key. These guys that Howie has that basically are looking to build themselves for a contract, right? These guys, Timmy Jernigan, Jordan Howard, Nelson Aguilar, the list goes on of guys who are in the last year of their deals that are looking to say, hey, we want a new deal, right? So I, I, I think that's brilliant. But when you look at the running back position, you have a guy in Jordan Howard, a north and south guy, right? Listen, Nagy fell in love with Tariq Cohen. He did. That's what he did. He fell in league with the versatility of Tariq out of the backfield, you know, whatever he could do, end the rounds. He did it all, right? He was their version of a young Darren Sproles. That's what he was. So Jordan Howard is kind of phased out. So, But in this offense, we run so such much of a, a running back by committee, basically. By that, like huge right, committee. Right. I mean, even the Super yeah. Bowl year. I mean, you look between the Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi and Darren Sproul. I mean, everybody was getting their hands on the ball. Corey Clement. I mean, you you basically go four deep at the running back position, maybe five, which is nuts, right? So you're again, 
I, I hate to keep saying Patriots, but it's like what Belichick used to do and still does with his running backs out there in New England. I mean, Kevin Falk for years was a guy who was always the third guy but would always get his line share yeah. carries because Bill liked to mix it up, man, and I think Doug does the same thing. He does. It, to me, what, what this whole thing comes down to is wins. Yeah. Period. Like, Depth or not depth, if you give everybody eight carries, ten carries, whatever, or if you have a guy that's getting 18 carries and two other guys are getting two, look, wins. Wins is all that matters. There's not there's not one recipe for wins. There's multiple recipes. So if you – and I'll tell you what, the Eagles got the horses just like the Patriots. Now, you could say they either had the horses or it was a scheme or whatever, but I think, yeah, the Eagles have four capable running backs – now, the struggle for fantasy is, <laughs> guess what? You can't count on any of them. I wouldn't take but, any of them. Right. But, you can't. But, but in reality, though, I still believe the Eagles need to get more of a force running the ball. With that offensive line, they should be putting up a lot more rushing stats than they do. I agree. You know, I mean, that that's just I the bottom line. Especially to close out games. I mean, you got to have – and maybe that's where Jordan Howard comes in. I think you got to so. have that pound, and he's not a Legarrette Blunt pounder where you can only count on him for a yard. I mean, this guy, he's a plotter. He's a north and south plotter, but you could count on him in the fourth quarter to close out games, and that's kind of, I mean, once again, for fantasy purposes, I'm leaning towards Howard as the first Eagles running back that I'll take. Six foot, six foot, 224 pounds. 24-year-old, fourth 24, year. And that's what I think a lot of people forget, 24 years old. Jordan Howard. Like you, you, feel like, forget that. you feel like he's been in the league for, like, ages because he was getting 200, 250 carries with the yeah. Bears for, like, a couple exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. 24. His, it's his fourth year in the NFL. He's our starting running back. I mean, that, I love that's, it. That's, and Miles my, uh, Sanders. Is a puppy, uh, and, obviously. And, 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 like, again, we were talking about this off air. You know, the, the reports out of training camp right now is he just has – he has another speed, another gear that nobody else has. Uh, you know, obviously, protection is a big thing, right? Yeah. Picking up the blitz, protecting Carson Wentz. Uh, but I, I think this guy – well, I should say this kid mm-hmm. comes in with a chip on his shoulder. Right, because he played behind Saquon. Yeah. Right. We we know about that. He has something to prove. He really does. And then then he has, you know, you got Corey Clement, who we don't even know. I mean, listen, he was hurt last year. Still don't really know what the injury was. A quad, a knee, uh, an ankle. Who who knows? But showed that his rookie year, uh, undrafted status, could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So. It, the amazing thing is, this is the kind of talent we have on this team. And I mean, we go remember the days when we had Reno Mahe, oh, Danelle Autry. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, those days are long gone, man. Yeah, they are long gone, and, and it's nice to see the running back position be so versatile and be so talented, especially that knowing that we need to keep Carson Wentz at bay, and he has to learn. To protect the ball a little more, you know what I mean. Have you seen? And I think he will. Have you seen uh, Carson at the podium doing his interviews? Yeah, I seen a couple. See how lean he looks. People are like, he, you know, he looks skinny. I'm like, that's called in shape. That boy is in. He he's done a really good job during this off season and and getting himself in tip top shape. He looks he looks f- phenomenal to me. I mean, I, it's 
I just can't wait to see it get rolling. I mean, oh, you and me both. Uh, I mean, let's let's get the training camp over. Yeah, right. Let, let let's get this thing going, and we're going to be set. I'm, I'm, I'm interested really to see, like, you know how much I love watching the offensive line. Play. Oh yeah, in the um, trenches, you're a trenches guy. I love. I want to see Jordan Mailata surpass. Um, I'm not hearing any good things. No, I hear a lot I, of people saying that experiment's almost over. Well, he's going to play guard. I think they moved him in the guard. Uh, so he's going to t- he's going which to look is obviously at, uh, a lot better. Um, uh, Sayamala, he's well, looking to he's looking to surpass him. You're not hearing good things. No, not, I, no. I, not hearing. Well, good tell things. me what you got. Uh, just here, basically, he can't pick up. You know, they they they, they he ha- for a big guy, he's just not picking up the scheme with his feet. Okay, and his handwork up top is really raw. But I'm thinking in my mind, here's a guy who we uh, we basically know. He's a project. Yeah. Right? Well, did we really expect him to come in in year, in year two? And, and no. He's a, he's a seventh-round right. pick that's never played football. So, for people to say the experiment's over, I mean, who is? are we that deep? I mean, who are we holding back here? Yeah, and why would we not continue the experiment? If, I agree. If, if, first of all, he's with the right line coach. Stoutland is, is one of the best. And, and and you have the veteran leadership on this team with Kelsey and Peters and, and and Lane that this is the place for him to stay to groom this young man. So I don't want to hear the project's over because we gave up on a guy that went to the Pittsburgh Steelers that they moved the offensive tackle. has been an all-pro when he stepped in there. Yeah. And, and um, say his last name for me. Alejandro Villanueva. Villanueva, yeah. Very good. Wow. So, I like that. So, I do not want to give up on him. I'm interested. I want to see him play in the preseason. And I would love for him to be able to take that spot because I'm not sold on Sayamala. I'm not I'm really, at left guard. I'm really not. Listen, all I know is this line has the potential to be the best in the NFL. Really does. And, you know, I have – I have a feeling I've seen Jason Peters came out today and actually did say something. He, he kind of went back on his words a little bit because, you know, when they used to pressure him the last few years about, hey, you ever think about moving a guard, you know, this and that, and Jay, no way, I'm a tackle, I'm always a tackle. Well, this year, saying, I'm hearing that Dillard is playing very well, and Jason Peters came out today and said, hey, look, I, I, I'd be willing to move the guard to prolong my career. So let me tell you something. You got to show me that in black yes. and white. I yes, need sir. to see that. I, I, so, so what does that? So what does that tell you, Dave? Tells me two things. He wants to play, right? And what else? That that kid's a stud. Yes, he knows that his spot is solidified. It, it's, yes. good, it's good. Which I love. Yeah. I mean, so you, so you mean to tell me if Jason Peters has has a solid year, doesn't get hurt, right? And he comes next year and says, "I'll sign a one year deal to play guard." <laughs> We'll sure, we'll experiment with I'll that. I'll take that. I'll take that every day of the week. Jason Peters is an absolute stud. It's funny because do you remember when we traded for him? So uh, you know, it was funny. I brought that up because I'm a big clowny guy. So uh, I was I was on WIP on Friday with Mr. Vince Quinn, and I, he laughed at me because I said to him, "Hey, listen, I I would take the clowny move as basically what the Eagles did in 2009." And traded for Jason Peters yeah, to take was, the place of Trey Thomas. He was trying to tease you about making fun of your comparing right. Clowney to Peters. But I'm talking about the move. And I think this move is something 
the Jason Peters move, everybody forgets, man. That was a brilliant move, a move that nobody thought we were going to do. One thing Andy Reid always did, he didn't mind trading for guys that were on the line because he was a big offensive, obviously old offensive line coach, right, Mm -hmm. and offensive lineman himself. So uh, Jason Peters, a tight end in high school, and (laughs) ridiculous, right? Arkansas. Uh, And in Arkansas. Right, in Arkansas, Razorback. Mm -hmm. So uh, who was it? Oh, here you go. You're a college basketball guy, right? Long-time coach, Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, I know his face. Here. I see his face. Come uh, on, Dave. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't Nolan remember. Richardson. There you go. So, all right. Go. So, uh, I had to throw that out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen. You know, this guy, for what he's been able to do uh, for his entire career, even with injury and coming back from injury, just amazing. And one of the most athletic big men I've ever seen before in my life. Uh, and one of the very soft-spoken guys and a guy who still goes back to his home in Alabama or Mississippi. Is it Mississippi? I think it might be a, a, a poor town of Mississippi. Down it? south. Down south. They Down still south. live. Goes there every offseason, man. Yeah. And just normal guy, man. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love to see that. I love to see that. But but speaking of football, we're getting there. You know, we, we, we talked about uh, basically weather last week. And, you know, as today – uh, for local guys, Philly guys, John, you were saying Father Judge got uh, some damage, some with that. I mean, I've never seen storms like that in the inner city, you know, which is crazy. Like, you know, the, the, to have that uh, that impactful winds. But you know, last week we had a little fun. You know, you had a little Susario moment for a little bit, which was cool, John. You know, man, it's, it's okay. You go to crush on Sue. It's all good. But uh, <laughs> John, just give me a look, man. Uh, it's funny. What did you say, Dave? You said you know when when. You you meet a guy from Philly back in the day. What's the conversation go like? Yeah, what parish are you from? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd first, you grow uh, up? Right, first thing, yo yo, your parents still live down there. Yeah. But you know, one thing that's your mother, your father working. <laughs> one thing that was always prevalent in my in my time growing up was the news. The news is a big deal. It was well, yeah. Right? When we were growing up, I mean, yeah, there, it, it there was wasn't a, big, a whole lot going on. There wasn't no social news, media, right. right? So it was it was always so. What did you? Channel Six, right? So, were you a Channel Six guy? Absolutely. So you were what? Jim Gardner and uh, my grandmother loved Jim Gardner. Really? Oh yeah. Monica Malpass. She was on that. Yeah, Monica Malpass. How about Big Vern? Big Vern Odom. Oh, he just retired. Recently, just retired. Yep. Were you? uh, Wait, John was from Pittsburgh, though. uh, Hey, so he can't relate. CBS KDKA, baby, KDKA. They didn't have news in Pittsburgh, did they? They didn't have news, did they? Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. The steel mills closed. (laughs) The steel 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 mills closed. Steel mill will open four hours late today. We're on a delay. But now, you know, the the funny thing is, like, now it's funny because my kids will be like, my kids don't even get involved in the news. And like when I was a kid, like thirteen, fourteen, like I loved watching the news. And reason why is because of my, my infatuation with the weather. And, you know, we kind of talked about this this last week a little bit, but I thought, you know, you brought up Sue. We didn't really get on that topic. And then you start matching some names. But did you have, like, a fa- – who was your go-to weather guy? I'm going to ask Dave because I don't know yeah, you, who dude, Pittsburgh you is. don't even ask me. So who was your – like, did you have a guy? Were you an Adam Joseph guy? No, no. It was um... – <laughs> Older than that, who was the guy that retired? His son is Dave a, a, Roberts. Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts yeah. was the man. Yeah, I mean that was part of the cast. You know, that was the Channel Six guy. So it yeah. was Dave Roberts. Rest in peace, Gary Papa, the sports guy. Right? Gary Papa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God bless. But yeah, I mean, Dave Roberts was. You know, who was the? Uh, but Dave Roberts was the afternoon, right? I kind of like. He was the evening. Yeah. 
I like I, I dig that Chris Sowers. I think he does a good job. They're all younger guys. Yeah, they Chris are. Chris Sowers is is one of the Melissa McGee looks like she go about five rounds and kick my ass. Oh yeah, there's her guns. Yeah, too. yeah, it's she's insane. in shape. I think she's an MMA MMA trainer too. No way. Is yeah, she, really? she is. She she trains a lot. But it's it's just funny. Remember, like the way the weather looks now. Is what, what did we used to go? Remember when the five day forecast came out and everybody's like. Whoa, the five that was big day. time. That big was big time. time. Yeah. All you had was like a weekend three day outlook. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Now you got five now you got ten day forecast. It's All like, right. wow, we're really spoiled. But uh weather weather is fascinating. I, yeah. did you I seen a story and I, I forget where this was. It might have been in Japan. But one you know how they have the wave pools in mm-hmm. the water parks? Yeah. Well the the conductor that's controlling the wave pool fell asleep. And he <laughs> fell asleep. And literally, he caused a tsunami inside this way. Like, it hurt hundreds of people, like, wiped out half a park. They showed it on TV. Literally, I guess he put it all the way up, and it, realized it was like a 10-foot tidal wave. Could you imagine? Those people can't get away from tsunamis. <laughs> what the now, hell? Now that, there's, this isn't even a man-made tsunami yeah, now. That now you're talking great... about equipment malfunction. That's, that's his preparation yeah, right there. That's been... just getting ready for the real thing. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Yeah. Well, hey, man. It's like the guy who fell asleep, the conductor... On Amtrak. Oh, the Remember? train, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's scary, dude. You're hitting that corner at a buck 80. Um, that's yeah. not good. That's a bad morning. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> what, what was that? That's like, what was that movie, Speed? Well, that's what I was just going to say, with, yeah. With Dennis Hopper? Was that and and Keanu, Bullock? Was that Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I remember that. Not today, Harry. <laughs> yeah, that was a good movie, man. Good old Dennis Hopper. Sandra, the Arizona Wildcats. Sandra Bullock. That was a good movie, but uh, we we're gonna talk a little bit, a uh, little bit more baseball. And the only reason why I think we had a really good uh, conversation going last week when we brought up about the top pitchers of the last twenty five years, and we had some names thrown out there. Now this was just completely ad lib. I, I I like when us guys sit there and talk about past history because I think it brings us. It shows how knowledgeable we are, and I'm not doing that to be conceited. I'm doing that because I really think we are knowledgeable. And it shows you how much fandom we actually have and how long we've been doing this. And, you know, one thing I see, I don't know if you got did you see the brawl break out in of Cincinnati course. and Pittsburgh, right? we all seen that. And, you know, the first thing that always comes to my mind is the Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan, Robert Ventura, right? I mean, that's that's like the first brawl that comes to my mind. See, and the first one that comes to my What's mind, Pedro. Pedro and Dom Zimmer. <laughs> oh, I, re- I forgot about that Dude, one. That poor old man uh, gets beat by like a 20 year old athlete. Like, I'm sorry. That was the most disrespectful. Like, look, Pedro. yo, you, you want to go head up like 20 year old on 20 year old? Fine. Like, really, dude? Really? Don Zimmer went bad. after him. Dude. It that- doesn't matter. You have respect for your elders. Yeah, uh, but what's he supposed to do? Listen. I don't know what they taught you in Pittsburgh, but a win's a win, dude. I don't know what they taught you. He's going to come after me. You got to don't disrespect your elders. That's well, what you're taught in Pittsburgh. No, nah, you slap that old bastard around. Wow, you don't like that? you don't like Dom? I do. Okay, he came after him though. No, he- uh, Pedro did all he did. If you watch it, all he did was keep him away, and then Zimmer. F- <laughs> fell right on his face. Yeah, Zimmer went nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should have caught him before he fell. That's what uh, happened, dude. Zimmer went nuts. Uh, but let's but- talk about. We talked about pitchers, but how about like overall performers? 
And, and, and uh, this is wide open topic, right? It, that's why I like this show because we just talk wide open. And, and hopefully, as we talk this, you know, I know John, Dave, B will always get text messages like, "Yo, oh man, dude, good show. I remember this guy. I remember this guy." And that's what we like to do: bring out the fan in everybody. Think about you know you growing up, your ear. Think about you know like for me, you know, remember Ozzy Smith doing the somersaults out yep, on the, the field, flips. right? I remember being it, and and it, again. I say performers, but I we could also say moments, right? I remember uh, very vividly. I remember being a I, I, this is heartfelt, but you know, I remember my mom and dad going to the casino and dropped me off at my aunt Mary's house, and it was during a World Series. I'm going to think of what year it was, but it was San Francisco against Oakland. Okay, or was the it was the, yeah, yeah, it was the earthquake. Yeah, and I remember sitting there watching it on TV. And in amazing, I always remember that, right? And 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 when I remember that, I think of that pitching staff. If I if I can remember Oakland, Dave oh, Stewart. Jeez, Dave Stewart mm-hmm. was on a. I think he was the ace of that staff. Yes, he was. Right. Um, Terry Steinbach was the catcher. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Mike Gallego was on that team. Carney Lansford, mm-hmm. Dave Hernandez, Lansford. right? Dave Hernandez, Jose Canseco, McGuire. Uh, uh, how Eckersley. About, how about Ricky? Rick Honeycutt. How about Ricky? Ricky Henderson. Henderson. Right. I'm sorry. Man, you're like, how about Ricky? I'm thinking Ricky Honeycutt. Yeah. Rick, Ricky Henderson. I mean, dude, that was an unbelievable. And now, now let's flip it. Let's look at the same. Who remembers the guy except for Will the Thrill? Will Clark. Right? Will Clark. We all remember oh, Will Clark. Tommy Hur on that team? Oh, no, Tommy Hur was not on that he team. He might have been. He was a longtime Cardinal. Kevin Mitchell. Phil. Kevin yes. Mitchell was Ooh. on that team. Uh... Rick Russell. Oh, what a name. Team, right? What a name. Rick Very Russell good. was on that team. Uh, and, and just listen, for everybody out there, okay, just trust me on this. There, I got no notes in front of me, all right? And, and I'll Facebook Live this if you want. But this is what's great about these th- segments because I'm not looking in front of a computer. I'm not looking at notes. I don't, know how, I don't know how you pulled all those names out. And I, I, I finally got it up, and there I, I Am I right? Uh, Mike Gallego. Right, I'm, I'm like, telling you, dude. I'm crazy. Re- uh, uh, hold on. There's another guy that's, that's coming to my mind. I'm thinking. You're probably going to get it before my computer unfreezes. He was a switch hitter on that team. Um, uh I can't. I I I, I was shortstop. I, I I man, I can't remember. I can't remember. But I'm trying. I just on Oakland. Yeah, on Oakland. He was an infielder. But these are things that I remember. I I mean, I remember guys like Ron Gant. Right. I, you know, I was a big Ron Gant guy, right? That, you know, that team in the Braves. I mean, how can you like that Bobby Cox team that won m- uh, numerous, ver- what was it, 8, 9, 10, 12 straight pennants? It's yeah. ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. right? Sid Bream chugging around third base. Oh, that that is, everybody that's goes, my moment. I know, because that's, that's my moment. moment I'm sorry, and, dude, I still want to vomit every time I hear <laughs> Sid Bream. But, Andy Vance like throw the ball there. Andy Vance. Wow, there's a day. So I got one for you. Yeah. Growing up, watching the Michael Jack Schmidt era of the Phillies. Yep. I remember seeing the Phillies play against the Hawk. Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson. And I'd never seen a baseball player throw a baseball Oof. the way the Hawk. And, and how did you not like that? They, they You know, what a great nickname. The way Andre Dawson could hit and throw baseball, I'd never seen nothing like it when I was a young player, a young kid. And um, I fell in love with him immediately. 
immediately. Andre I, Dawson. Th- and think about that team. Think about that Expos team that we used to have to face. Mm. Tim Wallach, right? The, Rob the, Reigns. The lad. What's that? Valero. Dennis Martinez. Wasn't Lance uh, Walker on it? Larry, Larry, Larry Walker. Walker. Or Larry, that, yeah. You're right, Larry, Larry Walker. Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Carter. Was in the, yeah, right? He was a catcher. Randy Johnson and, started and Randy out Randy Johnson, Pedro. Pedro was on there. And then they fold. I, right. Then all of a Amazing. sudden it's like gone. Amazing. Right. It, it, you they know, became the Nationals, right? Yeah, they became the Nationals. Yeah. And then, yeah, but they had nobody left from the Expos <laughs> when they were. Do you <laughs> but now I mean? they're going back, I think. Well, they were talking about. I keep hearing about they, that. They're talking about having a team that plays half of their games. Yeah, Tampa yeah, Bay. It was going to be like yeah. half the rate, which is really strange. No, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Listen, dude. Baseball You're going to play half your games in bro. Canada and half in freaking the lower U.S.? That's freaking nonsense, Baseball dude. You're playing all away games. All away games. Good luck, guys. Well, I hear you, but listen, I, I just remember how much the game has changed so much. Uh, you know, we talk about, John, I don't know if you can pull that up. They talk about worst at, at Major League Baseball trades. And John pulled this link up, and you know, it, it goes with what we talked about earlier, but it goes with somebody's performance because I see some names on there like like Jeff Bagwell. Jeff right, Bagwell, uh, right? Yeah. I, I see some names on there. Some people that were traded. I mean, Dave brought up the Von Hayes, right? Uh, Philly's probably worst trade ever was getting rid of. Um, um, oh my gosh, how can I forget his name? Second baseman to the Cubs, Ryan Sandberg. Thank you. My gosh, come on, Dave. I knew he was. <laughs> that's probably the Phillies' worst trade. Ever. Probably, I would think. Yeah, I would think. But I mean, there were some names on that trade list. You get that up yet, John? John no. Stalling over there. The one time we want notes, he can't even get the thing up on his computer. Poor Wi-Fi. Uh, hey, that's, that's like I'm why. kidding. No, yeah, I got it, but yeah, it's the scrolling. Slow. Remember Fernando Valenzuela? Fernand- look to the uh, heavens. Yeah. Remember? I mean, he has. I was just Fernando Valenzuela, man. Tommy Lasorda, Dodgers. What you you name all the top of your head? Maybe a couple players you think don't get enough credit for how good they were. I mean, they don't have to be Hall of Famers, but but Don players, Mattingly, yeah, Mel, not, Mel Gibson, or my, uh, not Mel Gibson, no, um, Josh Gibson, Josh. Wow, Josh Gibson. For uh, me, Rock Reigns. Rock, I, I like Rock Reigns. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, he I like was just name. he was just a player. You're right. He was always overshadowed by yep. like two or three other guys, but That's all he did name, was man. produce. I don't think Larry Walker gets enough love. How about Scott Rowland? Scott Rowland's another guy. Here, wait, I got a question. We were talking about the brawl, Cincinnati right. and Pittsburgh. David Bell was a third baseman, I believe, David for who? Bell. Wasn't he a third baseman? Yeah, he played for yeah, us. That's what I thought. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's throwing it back a little bit. He's already been ejected. He stunk. Well, I understand that, but he's <laughs> you know he's already had eight ejections this year, which breaks the record for the most ejections for. Oh a wait, manager. you're saying that's right? He's the manager of the Reds. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm not even. That's why. Yeah, and I'm and I started. What the hell is this guy and, and up David Bell for? And I'm sitting here thinking David Bell. I'm <laughs> like, wait, David Bell, right? Up. And I'm wondering like, why no, it's dude. clicking for me. Yes. Wow. I watched video of that. That I thought that pitcher, I thought that was pretty ballsy of him. Yo, it, well, he took I, it I the liked, whole team. I liked. He did not care one uh, one bit. He went right after and got his slugs in. I thought it was great. I think they traded him right after that too. <laughs> I think they traded yeah. him. I got a bone to pick with you, Dave. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh oh. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna end this segment. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and we got five minutes left. And it just popped into my head. It's not on my sheets, not on anything. But we're going to flip the script a little bit because I've been seeing this get a lot of play. LeBron James. Yeah. Okay? Dave knows where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. So LeBron James' video comes and surfaces that his son, Bronny, uh, goes out there and does, what was it, between the legs dunk. Did you say Bronny? Bronny. That's his name, Bronny. That's what they nicknamed him. Yeah. So that's so, jo- John and Johnny. It's Braun and Brawny. Braun and Brawny. Really, hey, whatever dude? they want, man. It's all good. But all I know is this dude does a between-the-legs dunk that was absolutely insane, right? LeBron goes crazy, like literally flies onto the court and gives his kid a chest bump, loses his shoe in the process, runs off the court, comes back, and everybody has a problem with it. And, and before Dave goes on, okay, this is – you know, we talked about this on PI Live last night, too. PhillyInfluence.com, me, Sean Brace, Mike Diaz. Okay? And we talked about why they felt it was unnecessary and why I said, you're crazy. Okay? we, we All we do, and this isn't a black or a white thing. Okay? This is a fatherhood thing. All yes. we do, right? And that, that, let, Let's get that. Uh, don't get it twisted. Okay? Well, all we do is talk about not enough men step up to the plate Okay, and be a role model to their children. Okay, and when I'm sorry, but I've been at games, and Dave, I hope you witness it this year and next year, and John, I hope you witness it as well. I'll never forget that a, a play to always ring close to my heart is when my daughter was in center field. Okay, she was a sophomore at school. She got a line drive to her, dove, caught the ball, rolled over, and gone to girl out at first base in the air. And you know what the first person was that she hugged was me. And I ran on to the dirt as she basically chest bumped me in the air because I was so friggin' excited. So guess what? I know what it feels like, and I don't care if a game was going on or not. First of all, they call timeout. And even if they didn't, you can't control your emotions as a parent, okay? You can't. The dude was happy. He was ecstatic. And what happens? He gets killed for it. It's ridiculous to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's not about showboating. It's about being excited for your kid's accomplishment. And I say, you know what, Bron? Do it again and do it as much as you want because I loved every minute of it. Dave, sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. I mean, it's, it's just it's – just- <laughs> opinions and and here's what and i'll tell people. you people here's what i'll tell you is first of all you said they par- did parents, agree no i don't i don't agree with it that's I, why I, I brought it up i'm okay with being happy and and emotional you're you're talking to one of the most emotional humans you'll you'll meet i love that all the kids have when they have success i'm excited for all of them um and and as a parent you should show self-control you don't see other parents on that team when their kids are dunking the basketball, jumping on a court like that. You just don't see it. So what are you teaching people? You, the game is supposed to be respectful and, and, and happy, and I'm okay with being overjoyed, and I'm okay with yelling and screaming from the sideline and behaving a certain way. But <laughs> that, that's, that's what you know about that. Right. Right. I, but, I had to tone tone Dave down like last week <laughs> in the championship game when he started mouthing off. Dude, that's not nine people call it to me. Yo, coach, this is only a scrimmage game. I'm like, sorry, man, can't help it. No, there's my, only my, one way to coach. Right, my I'm way. in. I'm all in. My, and, and to your point about fathers being there, guess what, Tone? That's what men are supposed to do. I agree with I'm you. I'm not giving you a cookie because you're at your kid's game because that's what you're I supposed to do. I didn't say that. No, I know, but that was – but. But that's what I'm going with, too. And I'm excited 
Listen, I'll sit here and tell you that I remember a game that DJ Dixon hit a walk-off home run. It was his first home run he ever hit. It was a playoff game. We were 10 years old. The kids were 10 years old, and he demolished the baseball, and and it was a walk-off home run. And guess what? I was the coach of the team. I high-fived him. We jumped for joy, and I was excited. I, I get it. I understand it. But I don't – what he did, it's – we all know you're LeBron James. You think he did it because he was LeBron James? No, I, I, I did it because I think he did it because he was excited, but he feels like he's allowed to do that stuff. He's allowed to do – he's in the layup drills with the kids, Tom, dunking the basketball. Okay. How much attention do you need, man? Like you think like, he's doing that for attention? I think he's doing it because his brain's warped I, and, I he, and he doesn't he, live I in reality. He, I think he enjoys the moment. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's not your moment. So, so let your son. So let you your never son joined in. Let you your... never joined into a run the bases or a layup drill or a little three on three. You never joined into that during their games. What are you talking during... about? You this, just said this... layup drill. You said layup drill. Okay, so before the games, no, not You've never First done of all, that. I can't dunk like LeBron. I've James. done that. I guess I'm fucked up. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> farted up. You're farted up. Come on. Wow. Clean FCC. Sorry about that. But no, I guess, I guess I'm screwed up then because no. I do it all the time. You're not, you can't compare Tony Cotillo to what Listen, he does all to LeBron James. Is, I, 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 I loved it. I, I loved it. I, I You know, I was like, damn. I like that, man. Man, I, just, I love that dude's emotion right now. You know, maybe, maybe. Here, 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 let me paint this scenario. We only got a couple minutes left. Let me paint this scenario. So you tell me, maybe that Bronny was working on that dunk for months, Bronny. right? I still can't get maybe, over Bronny. Maybe Bronny was working on that dunk for months out in the backyard, or I should say, out in the court that they have in the house. Okay, and maybe he couldn't get it. And he finally got it. And he was working with Dad for months trying to trying to perfect that dunk. And in that game, he did it. You need that, to run on a court. Right? You can't do your celebration from the sideline? Oh, uh, dude. I, I, maybe I, look, you can't control yourself. Look. I'm, Jump I'm, up and down on the sideline. Uh, maybe you can't. And you know what? If he did that, they'd be bitching about that, too. I would say, been. look at this dude making an ass out of himself. He, don't, he should sit down. This is how screwed up our side Listen is. Listen to me. No, I, that's, I, social, I, that's social media showing yeah. everything to the entire society. I've seen. That's true. I went. My whole family. Is sports enthusiast. My my mother, my aunts. We went to go see my ne- shout my, out Albert, <laughs> Big Al, Big we, Al, baby. We went missing to, you. We <laughs> went to uh, North Penn High School games to watch my cousin Ralph play for four years as a freshman to his senior year. And and Ra- young Ralphie Reeves made outstanding plays. He was a Ralphie stud. Ralphie Reeves. He was a stud. Right. We were in our little group, and when he did things exciting, we got up and high fived each other. Right. We didn't run out on the field. Uh, listen, we didn't chest bump Ralph Reeves because he just sacked the quarterback. Sometimes you get in the moment. That's all I'm saying. Stay within yourself. That's what uh, you're supposed to well, do. Well, maybe you do, but sometimes I, I, I'll i take it, and I'd rather do that than to the guy like the snack guy from Everybody Loves Raymond and just sit there and give a clap every now and then. Okay, so I'd rather have the guy chest bump. And Look, that? I see both standpoints. Uh, to me, it's all about the personality of the dad. And when you're a dad and that's your kid, you do what you do. Dave, I'm not going out on the court. I'm gonna sit. I'm a. I'm. Avery could hit a game-winning shot, and I'm gonna sit there. Which she sp- did. And I'm not gonna say a damn word. I'm gonna sit there, and when she gets in a car, I'm like, 
dude, you did awesome. And, yeah. that, and that's it. You know what yeah. I mean? But that, that's you. But, right. That's, that's me. You. And I don't, and I take nothing away from anyone else that wants to appreciate their children and their accomplishments and what they do. And you know what? If anybody doesn't like the way that you celebrate with your kid, yep. You, exactly. <laughs> Tony flipped the bird. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I that's agree what I'm saying, that man. Well, we'll, we'll end this. Shout out to all the dads out there and all the yep. parents that get to witness those and moms. moments. And, and, and moms. I talked about parents. Yep. I get to witness those moments. Everybody. Cherish them. Trust me because they're gone before you know it. Uh, with that, I'm your host, Tony Gatillo, Jigsaw, and John Coker at PGH. John 36 and at Dave Dixon at Coach Dixon 365 at Heat Ratio Sports. We'll catch you next week. We out. Peace.